The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, 18660 South Cicero Avenue and Country Club Hills, Paul's Pizza in Westchester, DiamondGhostCharters.com, HookandHuntTV.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the magazine for the true Midwest sportsman, Run Lake Area Tourism at Visit renlake.com and enjoy renlake.com bizbait the soft plastic baits made for the professional bass angler who want to catch more fish that's bizbait.com mark one sportfishing.com my favorite walleye charter on lake erie and bayzedge.com the most luxurious townhomes and the only place you'll ever want to stay on your next trip to lake erie This is Chauncey from Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Come on out and follow me into the great outdoors. Whether it's close to home or across this great country, come on out and follow me. Well, I hope you're ready to enjoy today's show and come on out and follow me into the great outdoors. On this week's Chauncey's Great Outdoors, we're going to hear from Ed Eich, He is a fisheries biologist with the state of Michigan who is working with 40 different organizations and getting a huge amount of support from the Little River Band of Ottawa Indians uh, to reintroduce the Arctic grayling into some streams in northern lower peninsula of Michigan. Uh, The cool thing about this is, and I didn't know this until I did some research, that the Arctic grayling is native to the state of Michigan. It's one of only two states in the lower 48 that had Arctic grayling many years ago. Uh, This is going to be an interesting conversation with Ed because we're going to learn a huge amount of stuff from Ed about the Arctic grayling and what it takes to introduce them naturally, not just a stocking program, but do a natural introduction of these fish and slowly build up the species in the area. That's cool. And well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, it, it's not going to take a whole lot for you to figure out, uh, but fall colors are popping out in Illinois and Indiana and many other areas around the country, but it is in full technicolor, and I mean that, uh, in Wisconsin. Uh, Sarah Meany, who's the Secretary of Tourism for Wisconsin, will be coming on to talk about the many ways to enjoy the fall colors safely in Wisconsin through car trips, hikes, boating, and more. There's a lot of great ways, a lot of great pre-planned trips, as well as a fantastic fall color report that you can get just by going to the Wisconsin Tourism the website. It is really just so much fun, but you're going to love hearing this interview with her because I'm looking forward to it also. And if I'm looking forward to it, I know you're looking forward to it. We'll then have in our outdoor news and fishing report in our final segment of the show. And yes, the 
Aiden Fishing Report will be there. That's my grandson's fishing report. I think it's the most popular thing on Chauncey's Great Outdoors sometimes. And uh, we're going to be talking a few outdoor news tidbits, a lot of fishing in our area, whether it's Wisconsin, Michigan, Indiana, uh, in Illinois. We're going to try to get a little bit more information out there to you. So just sit back and enjoy the show. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only $14.95. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish, whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands. Or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors. When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037 and get ready to yell fish on waterworks knows you're the boater looking for adventure and you will trailer your boat with that mercury motor all over the midwest in the fall from fall color tours down the illinois and mississippi rivers to fishing those great spots in southern illinois kentucky lake and more waterworks knows you will travel for that special outdoor experience let waterworks check out your boat mercury motor and trailer before your next fall color or fishing trip remember there's only one place to take your boat mercury motor and the trailer to have them looked at by a true professional service crew that's waterworks at 18660 south cicero avenue in country club hills or call them at 708-798-9700 Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation, all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile.
Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester is the place for that true classic Chicago hot dog and the best Italian beef sandwich large enough to share. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester also has specialties like an Italian sausage and beef combo, gyros, pasta, Italian steak, eggplant parmesan, ribs, salads, daily specials, and even the best flame-broiled hamburgers. Make Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester your favorite. It's ours. Don't just make your next walleye trip to Lake Erie just another trip. Make it a Bay's Edge and Mark 1 Sport Fishing Charter walleye trip with world-class fishing and luxurious lodging to meet your family and group demands. You can rent a modern three-bedroom townhouse that includes towels, linens, a fully equipped kitchen, two baths, a gas grill, a washer and dryer, and more. Then set out on a trip with Mark 1 Charters and be part of the best walleye fishing in years on Lake Erie with everything provided. For more information, call 419-734-3016 or go to baysedge.com or mark1sportfishing.com. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Hey there, fellas. We got the day off. What you want to do? They want to stay home and cut the grass? No. Well, let's go out to the junkyard and watch the bumpers run. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN AM 1000 in Chicago. Hey everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And oh, who's on the phone with me? This is a fine gentleman. His name is Ed Eich, who is the statewide fish production manager for the state of Michigan. You get that on a business card, Ed. I want a copy of it. <laughs> that is I'll send a, you one. You'll send me one? The reason I have Ed on, everybody, is because the state of Michigan, and, you know, I spent a few years living up there and, you know, on the Boy Scout camp, and I also spent a lot of time running through the woods of Michigan and fishing and doing things like that. Well, the, he and a, a lot of organizations are working on probably one of the coolest things that I've seen since they introduced those big salmon that everybody chases in Lake Michigan, which is just a couple of years ago. But Ed, what are you reintroducing back into the streams and rivers of Michigan? Well, we are endeavoring to reintroduce Arctic grayling back into Michigan. Did I Arctic grayling? Arctic grayling. Now, I've only seen Arctic grayling on television because I've never gone that far north. You know, on the old uh, TV shows the, the way before you, but, you know, the American sportsmen, when they would go up fishing in far northern Canada uh, above a certain level for Arctic grayling, and I thought that's where they were. And you're telling me, you know, six hours from my office I could be Arctic grayling fishing? Well, that's the hope. That's the hope. Arctic grayling actually used to be the the dominant salmonid in cold water streams in the northern lower peninsula. Uh, there were the streams like the uh, Osable River and the Manistee River and many others were, were just full of grayling. 
and the grayling is it is one of the coolest looking salmons you could have you'll ever see yes the chinooks are these massive fish and the, you know the you've got the uh, cohos and stuff like that I mean, you know the but the grayling, it's such a beautiful, it's its almost a delicate ballerina-looking fish to me. <laughs> it, it really is. It's got that 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 real iconic uh, sail-looking, it looks like a sail, their dorsal fin. That's the big fin on their back. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of their calling card. But you, you, when you couple that with the iridescent, almost purplish tinge that their skin gets, they are really a, a nice fish to look at. And I know, and... They probably, well, you you said we had these in Michigan, right? We did. We had them in huge numbers in Michigan. In fact, there were so many in the northern lower peninsula streams that there were a lot of people that came up from uh, from Chicago and Detroit and you know other large cities, and they would come in by train into these towns in, in uh, northern lower Michigan, and they would fish. Uh, Basically, they were hook and line market fishing. So they were they would catch enough fish to fill. They were literally filling barrels with these fish, that, where they'd ice them down and salt them down and take them back to the markets in the big uh, metropolitan areas and and sell them commercially. Ed, I'm sitting here going, "Woo!" Yeah, it was. That's actually one of the primary contributing factors to their uh, being extirpated from Michigan. Extirpated just means that they were that they were locally. Uh, uh, locally went extinct, so there were no more left in Michigan. And that was one of the primary factors that led to it, is they were so susceptible to hook and line fishing that uh, they made themselves an easy target. Now, these, the grayling, they don't run into, like, the Great Lakes themselves, do they? No, no, they they, they wouldn't. Uh, we wouldn't expect them to run into the Great Lakes, but they are a high, highly migratory uh, fish, so they, they move... Um, for miles and miles uh, within the watersheds that they exist in. Uh, that, that's especially, I mean, the, up in Alaska and the Northwest Territories where, where uh, they still exist in large numbers, a lot of those streams, you have to remember, will freeze top to bottom. Uh, so they'll literally freeze solid. So they have to, that's a survival strategy. They have to, during the, the winter months, they have to migrate to bigger water in order to ensure their survival. So it's, it's kind of ingrained in their DNA to, to be a uh, wandering fish. So this fish really wants cold, cold water. Yeah, they do. They do. They like cold water. They like it's got to be highly oxygenated. Uh, you know, and there's a, a certain set of habitat uh, parameters that have to be met in order for them to do well. And mm-hmm. we actually have folks going out and, and doing uh, their due diligence to, to identify which stretches of which streams will, will be the best suited for, uh, for uh, grayling success. Uh, you know, prior to when we're going to be stocking. Right. And once again, this isn't just thing. I mean, you went out, you're not you. Yeah, I mean, you may have done it yourself, but <laughs> the state of Michigan and one of the great people that are helping you guys out, there's like, you, I know there's a long list, but the Little River Band, Ottawa Indians, the tribe, yeah. they're, they are such great supporters of this program uh, because that's some of their home waters that this fish would be left from logging and God knows everything that we we've done to our lands over the you know hundred some years, but the, these fish it's just an interesting thing that Michigan had them where else? Yeah, Michigan and Montana. Those are the only two states in the lower forty eight uh, where uh, grayling were were naturally found where they're native, and that's I never would have guessed that you know until I 
dug into it and learned a little bit more about them. I mean, you can find them in other other states in the in the mountainous parts of the U.S. now, but those are all introduced with the exception of Montana. And Montana almost lost their population. They maintained a, a small remnant population and were able to uh, uh, sort of start a uh, uh, a program of their own, a restoration program of their own, uh, where they actually. Uh, Kind of laid the the foundational uh, blocks for uh, for our plan uh, based on the successes that they had with their mm-hmm. uh, their uh, efforts to to bolster populations in Montana. It's like bringing the buffalo back, except it's small. Yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> except kinda. it's small and it's got scales. Um, there you go. Now you got these fish from and it's where? A fish instead of a mammal. So. That's right. It's a fish instead of a big mammal that'll hurt you. Um, yeah. What did you get these? Did you get eggs or did you get uh, fish from where? Yeah, we got eggs. We actually went up to up to uh, Alaska. We were uh, working with our our friends with the um, in in Montana, and we're looking at their uh, their fish as a possible source to use to found our own broodstock for here in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but knowing that they they started from a relatively small population uh, from that remnant stock that they had. Um, from a genetic standpoint, that's not necessarily the greatest place to start your your bird stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now, don't get me wrong; I'm not faulting them. If we were in the situation where they were, where we had our own remnant stock, we w- we also would have used yeah. that for our for, to try and, and uh, establish our brood stock. But since we were starting from scratch, um, you know, we we thought, gosh, where can we go where we might be able to do a little bit better from a genetic standpoint? And I reached out to my uh, to my counter, <clears throat> excuse me, my counterpart in Alaska. And spoke with him, and they actually have um, their their uh, Arctic grayling program is uh, reliant on a totally wild broodstock from the Chena River, which is tributary to the Yukon, and it's never been stocked on top of. So it's a 100% wild stream. So we know the genetics of that particular uh, that particular population are absolutely as solid as you can get. As, as my mother used to say about stray dogs in the neighborhood, it's a Heinz 57. It's really well mixed. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's, that's, you could say that. You could say that. So the, we know that the amount of, of uh, um, genetic diversity is, mm-hmm. is as high as it can be. Now, keep in mind that it is, even though the diversity is high because it's a natural population, it's still locally adapted to the conditions in the Chena River. Yeah. So that... You know, it would have been great to be able to get something from Michigan, but that just wasn't an option. So, so this was the next best thing. So, you get the eggs. Were they fertilized eggs, or they were? So, so oh. the folks uh, up in Alaska collected the broodstock. Uh, we sent staff up to assist them with the egg take because the way we we asked them to do it because we were starting a broodstock was it added a significant amount of work to their uh, to their workload mm-hmm. uh, because they're we were more focused on, on getting the genetics exactly right. So we sent some folks up to help with that, and then, I don't know, maybe three weeks after they, they uh, collected those eggs, they were developed to the point where they could be sent back to Michigan. Uh, so actually, uh, uh, a young lady that's doing some uh, research on, on these grayling at Michigan State University went up and picked the eggs up and brought them back to her lab at uh, Michigan State University. Oh, so she she can call herself Mama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. The 10,000 br- uh, 10, fish, yeah, you know. But the thing is, when you bring fish in, even though they're fertilized eggs, you have to be so careful because I, I know through what I have learned through my marine biology classes, uh, you know, you have to be concerned about any pathogens, and et cetera, that could, pu- you're putting something from another water into your water that could raise hell with that, the whole ecosystem. And you guys yeah, but- have had to go through a process of making sure 
that everybody's clean and happy. Exactly, exactly. We did that. Um, so, so that is a big concern when you're bringing fish in from outside of of the Great Lakes Basin. You run the risk of of uh, inadvertently bringing hitchhikers along with them, you know, in the form of uh, viruses or pathogens or, mm-hmm. or some parasite or other. So what we did, um, and this is consistent with what we have anybody do that's bringing fish into the state, um, we, we held them in a quarantine situation uh, where um, it was at the isolation building at Odin State Fish Hatchery, and we installed a, um, a big ultraviolet uh, filter on the water leaving the hatchery so that we could be sure that if there were any pathogens in there, we were nuking them hard with the UV uh, so that they wouldn't survive. Um, and then we we had to uh, do three separate fish health inspections, uh, a minimum of six months in between them, uh, to, to make sure that there were no pathogens there. Uh, we couldn't just rely on the fact that, yep, these fish look good, they're not, they're not uh, acting sick, therefore they must be good. We actually put them... Uh, uh, through three se- separate inspections, and they passed them all with flying colors and, and have since been moved up to the Marquette State Fish Hatchery in the UP. Now, they're going to hold them there for how long? Um, until they're ready to produce eggs. Uh, so, oh. you know, it's, it's kind of a, a, I don't want to call it a guessing game. Uh, you know, the grayling in Montana will start spawning from their, their captive brood that they have will start spawning at four years old. Uh, but up in Alaska... Um, they've indicated that their grayling tend to become uh, sexually mature at five or six years old. And I think, I'm hoping, that that's more a function of the very short growing season that they have up there, so mm-hmm. it takes the fish longer to reach that point. Um, so some, somewhere between four and six years of age, they'll be ready to spawn. That's cool, which is a couple more years, and then yep. you'll be able to put them into the streams, of the, uh, selected streams that... You know, it's going to have to be pristine, clean, good, cold water, this, that. And people are going to have to be involved with you know, making sure that those things can reproduce and grow and before they're actually allowed to catch them. But this is going to be something that in a few more years, we're looking maybe five years or so down the road. I'm just arbitrarily saying that number. Uh, maybe six years before you start seeing hook and line and flies going down. Look, you know, fly oh, fishermen. It's, it's- it's probably going to be longer than that. Um, it? it's, realistically, so what we want to do is we always like to, um, well, let me back up a minute. Yeah. This isn't your normal fish stocking um, operation. So our intent is not to have a system where we're stocking fish year after year after year after year. Our, our hope is that we'll be able to uh, establish a self-sustaining population. So that means that the grayling will will uh, do their own thing out there that they'll reproduce naturally and mm-hmm. won't need hatchery supplementation ah, so, um, so <clears throat> when we do it that way uh, we cross year mm-hmm. year classes and we do that to avoid uh, the possibility of crossing uh, either full siblings or half siblings yeah and and that's you know just it makes them that much genetically stronger so so it's going to be a minimum of uh, four years from next spring before we would be able to uh, have our first egg taken, and realistically, probably five years. Cool. Um, so, so that'll take a while, uh, and and you know, it's then it's going to take a, a period of time to establish those populations uh, before, hopefully, you know, ideally, we would love to be able to have some sort of a uh, of a season where you can actually go out and fish for them. Now, I will say this though, as we as we go through the program, uh, or as we go through the years trying to develop this, there's always. I mean, you always plan for more broodstock than you're you're absolutely going to have to have. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that means that at some point there will be some surplus that we will uh, be looking for a home for. So 
uh, we may actually be able to establish some inland lake, uh, some small inland lake uh, Arctic grayling fishing opportunities uh, by using those lakes as, a, as an outlet for those surplus brood. Sounds good to me. Ed, everybody, we're talking with Ed Eich, who is the statewide fish production manager for the state of Michigan, and him, him and many other great fisheries people, as along with the... Uh, Little River Band Little, of Ottawa Indians. Little River Band of Ottawa Indians are all participating in the rebringing back of a fish that was only in Michigan and Montana in the lower 48. But uh, And all I'm going to say is, if you want to see what a grayling looks like, go to Facebook slash Chauncey's Great Outdoors, and you'll go, hey, that's really cool. And I, I just wish you all the luck in the world, my friend. Well, thanks, Chauncey. I really appreciate that. And I'd be remiss if I didn't didn't mention that there's actually upwards of 45 different partners along with this group. Right. And, and for another spot folks can go to learn a little bit more about it is our website, and that's mygrayling.org. That's mygrayling.org. And thank you so much. Oh, you bet. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Let's let's go keep an eye on the grayling. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Waterworks is proud to announce the 2021 line of Lund and Low boats, all powered by Mercury Motors, are coming in weekly. But many of these boats are pre-sold, and if you want to ensure that the boat of your dreams with a Mercury motor will be here when you want it, you need to act now. With assembly plants building boats with Mercury Motors on back order and long delivery dates, you need to stop in at Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills or call them at 708-798-9700 and don't miss out on ordering the boat of your dreams from Waterworks. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only $14.95. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish, whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands. Or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors. When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. A salmon fishing trip with Diamond Ghost Charters is a perfect way to spend a half a day or a full day out fishing with friends, family, or co-workers all on Lake Michigan. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037. That's 847 838 2037. And get ready to yell, fish on! Jim Crowley from HookandHuntTV.com shows anglers and hunters how, when, and why to be a better angler and hunter. You will enjoy his approach to the outdoors that will help you be a better sportsman. Watch him on HookandHuntTV.com, online at Pride Outdoor Network 
on Roku, and on Firestick TV. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by diamondghostcharters.com. Go fishing with Captain Tony and get ready to yell, fish on! Somebody say hey, we want some Captain Sig off the Deadliest Cats. You're listening to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And who's on the phone? Uh, we haven't talked to her in a while. It's Sarah Meany. Sarah, how are you? I am doing well, Chauncey. Thanks for having me. Sarah is the... Uh, what? What is the proper term? You're the... Secretary of Tourism. I think that means I take notes, but, you know, sometimes. Well, that's okay. I like that, being Secretary of Tourism. Yeah, it's an honor and a privilege. And we're talking about Secretary of Tourism for the state of Wisconsin. That's correct. And, um, you know, every state has a tourism. Illinois, Michigan, Indiana, Montana, everybody has tourism. Mm -hmm. But in Illinois, it's right over the border, folks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. this is the time of the year where I can't even explain the colors that you can see. And, you know, there's so much hardwoods and, and rolling hills in Wisconsin and, and quaint little places to see and, and rivers. And, I mean, for some odd reason, it's, it's like, you know, somebody, you know, the big creator upstairs took out the paint palette and said, let's have fun today. <laughs> I like the way you think about it, Tomsey. It's true, though. I mean, even even just, you know, a handful of miles to the north, and the landscape is quite different. So mm. the thing we love to rely on is the kettles that are a result of the, uh, the glaciers retreating across and grazing across so much of the state of Wisconsin. And we're, we're 49% covered in forests. So what we have is an amazing collection of leaves and trees and fall drives and colorful scenes to be able to take in. So we absolutely want to remind everyone just how beautiful it is, uh, just a little bit to the north this time of year. Right. And one of the cool things is don't think of fall when you look outside your house. Like I have some maples that are turning colors on the very, very tippy top of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, okay, pretty colors. But I mean, you know, if you have the time and you have the want, um, you know, northern Wisconsin uh, is basically in, in a prime situation. Maybe some areas might be a little past, but it's really in a gorgeous situation. Right. You know, in another, literally this weekend and, and a little beyond, the central Wisconsin area is going to be knock your socks off, folks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right now, the way we're looking at it. So, so, Chauncey, I know you know about this, but um, TravelWisconsin.com has a tool that people have really, really loved to use to help plan their fall trips, and it's called the Fall Color Report. The reason it's so great is that it helps you both find where you may want to go and also decide what you'd like to do when you get there. So the map itself um, tells you kind of how, what percentage to peak color each of these uh, areas of the state are by county. And right now, like you were saying, what you'll see is about the northern half of the state 
is at peak or really close to peak right now. So even coming up on this weekend is a great time to see mm-hmm. northern Wisconsin at its fall best. Now, it's probably another week or two weeks for the southern half of the state of Wisconsin, with a few exceptions, depending on how close you are to water mm-hmm. um, or a major body of water, um, that you can expect the same. It kind of rolls out like an orange and red carpet uh, yeah. over the course of a couple of weeks. Right. So, I mean, you can, you know, don't just make one trip. You can make a couple of trips and it's okay. Well, heck yes. <laughs> yeah. and, and I have to tell you, you know, some of the areas in Wisconsin, and I don't care if there's a, a, a dam where you have a waterfall at a, you're coming over a dam or you, you're in a scenic, you know, not a secluded area, but an area where you can walk to or drive to that's got a beautiful natural waterfall. I mean, it, and you see the colors. and I mean, it's like you just stand there and right. you, you go, wow. And it's just, it's amazing. This is, I, my favorite time of the year is fall, period. <laughs> I love it as well. I mean, I, I think everybody, you know, enjoys Midwestern summer to a certain extent. But fall is really a time where, you know, we're reminded that we have this opportunity for a change in time and a change in season. And I think one of the things that really, um, that makes me happy about fall mm-hmm. in Wisconsin is because we have so many lakes and rivers and streams. In fact, we have 15,000 inland lakes. And of course, like Michigan, Lake Superior, and the mighty Mississippi, when you're seeing fall colors reflect on an inland lake or a major body of water, you see this reflection that looks like you're living in a painting. And so I think I, I find it inspiring, and I find it calming. And I think, who couldn't use something like that right now? It's been a tough year for everyone. Um, and there's a lot of options in Wisconsin uh, to check out really unique and unusual places to see fall colors. Do you want me to share a couple of those? Oh, God, yes. I'm, I've already got my notepad out. <laughs> oh, great. Great, great, great. Well, depending how far you want to drive, the Madeline Island Ferry, way at the tippy, uh, tippy top of the state, is an amazing experience, um, at least from Bayfield. Uh, color right now, probably up to this weekend, is going to be great. And that ferry takes you past um, the Apostle Islands, which, of course, is famous for its sea caves. You can see those by kayak or canoe still this time of year. And that, um, that ferry will run to Madeline Islands, um, you know, based on, based on uh, seasonality. So there's another spot, though, when you're making your way that far north called Tim's Hill. And Tim's Hill is actually Wisconsin's highest geographical point. So you can see for miles around on a clear day. That is in Price County, which is in the middle of the Schwamigan Nicolay National Forest. It's a huge swath of forest land, kind of the north central portion of the state of Wisconsin. And that gets you nearly two thousand feet above sea level um, at that spot in Wisconsin. So you can see up to thirty miles out from the top of that. And there's an observation tower up there worth the hike. Uh, so that's a really great opportunity to check out northern Wisconsin in the coming days. Um, but if you're, if you're looking for a slightly different scene, why not check out Wisconsin's Great River Road? This, is, of course, is along the Mississippi River. A lot of beautiful colors there. And it's actually Wisconsin's only designated national scenic byway. Mm-hmm. So there are towns that dot all the way up the, uh, the west coast of Wisconsin on the Mississippi there. There are 33 different communities. Um, and some of those communities are the oldest in Wisconsin. You can hike, bike, fish, boat cattle, find loads of things to do, pick apples, enjoy cider or wine, um, of course, 
all sorts of breweries all along the way. But that's a really cool way to stay in the car, um, you know, mm-hmm. get all the way up to a couple cool towns, leave some money behind in these communities that really need our support right oh, now. Oh, they do, yes. But also take in incredibly gorgeous scenery along the way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so many others. Um, and this is what, you know, the TravelWisconsin.com website, uh, folks. I, it just, you want to, I clicked on this one. There's 11, 11 scenic drives through Wisconsin. And, I mean, they, of course, the ones we were just talking about, northern Wisconsin and stuff. But then, you know, you're talking about the central Wisconsin areas. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about even in a couple of weeks when the Lake Geneva area is going to be stunning. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there's just, I mean, I could sit there going, and when you're talking about that river road, uh, you, don't, you don't need to have the fall colors to mm-hmm. see beauty on that river road. In the summer, it's just stunning with the beautiful green and the water. And, well, the, the fall colors is just knocks your socks off. But, yeah. I, you know, it is, this is the things that's there. But these little towns that you're talking about, this is what makes part of a, a day trip or an overnight, whatever you'd like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's nothing, you know, th- these places are cleaning themselves exceptionally. So there's, you know, Absolutely. no problem with the COVID, you know, things, et cetera. And I've, I just, you know, take a ride, stop in one of these little towns. People are wearing their masks. You're wearing a mask, you know, and I mean, you know, you'll find something there. You know, the farm stands have, you know, just, as you said, so many good things to, to nibble and oh, eat. Yeah. And, and really, you know, I hate to say this, but I haven't even talked about fishing. And that's another whole show in itself. <laughs> and well, we can get into that as well, Sean. I mean, this is a really great time of year to get out in a boat, get mm-hmm. out on a river, uh, or go for a hike and find a wonderful, beautiful spot. So do you want to start by talking about fishing? <sighs> All right, just a little bit. <laughs> Because there's so much, there's so much other stuff I want to talk about to you. I know, I know. Well, as you can imagine, I mean, this this year is a really, really uh, interesting year as far as fishing goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and our friends at the the Wisconsin Department Department of Natural Resources have shared some information with us that tells us that fourteen we had a, we saw fourteen percent increase in for in fishing licenses in 2020. So. As people were looking for ways to get outside and social distance and try new things or just, you know, start a new hobby or bring mm-hmm. a grandkid or, a, a, um, you know, a, a child along for a new hobby, folks were choosing fishing at a much higher rate. And, of course, there are loads of spots to choose uh, with over 43,000 miles of rivers and streams um, and 15,000 inland lakes. So many types of fish are available and just waiting to be caught. In fact, Wisconsin has over 300 different species of fish. So if you're, if you are a diehard uh, fisherman or fisherwoman, uh, Wisconsin is a spot for you. No, yes, it is. And, and I know, there's a lot of Illinois plates that cross the state line with fishing rods in them. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm constantly asked, what's going on in here? What's going on in the Dells? What's going on in Hayward? What's going on over there? How about Sturgeon? I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm a Wisconsin uh, information concierge of the outdoors. Uh, <laughs> well, we appreciate it, Chauncey. Thanks so much. You're welcome. But see, it's just that, you know, this site, TravelWisconsin.com, you can, you know, look up... Uh, you know, know before you go, fall getaways, scenic fall drives, fall color in a state park, cruise the colors giveaway, natural yeah. wonders that will knock your socks off. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, there are some waterfalls in Wisconsin that I stood there for an hour and just watched water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 
out, and it's so peaceful. What a what a great way to get back to nature and kind of push the reset button, right? It is, and it does. It, well, you know, we're talking about a lot of outdoor things, but there are there are many things in Wisconsin, throughout the state, as we mentioned, you know, the, the small towns that need our help, like any small town in any state uh, needs uh-huh. your help to stop and, you know, buy a cup of coffee and get a, a dinner, a piece of pie or whatever, and, right. and, and, and be part of it. And, you know, don't forget, pick up a, you know, bushel basket of apples or whatever. <laughs> or maybe local art, you know, art from a local artist, or maybe something made by a local community. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these things, of course, are important, and they're, they're really great memories from time that you spend yeah. um, in Wisconsin as well. Yeah. You did mention a moment ago one of the things you saw while you were going to TravelWisconsin.com, and that is the Cruise the Colors giveaway. Yeah. People should know about this because it may be just the thing that puts you over the edge to make the choice to take a really cool um, scenic drive in Wisconsin. It's actually a contest running through October 16th. You can enter online, and there are three prize packs that are available, and each of them features overnight stays, dining, and local experiences throughout Wisconsin. Um, And it's really set to take you to some of Wisconsin's most scenic highways and byways during fall color um, opportunities. And last but not least, we also threw in a state park sticker. For each of those prize winners, um, courtesy of our friends at the Department of Natural Resources. So if you are someone who would like to spend more time at Wisconsin State Park, that's a great way to have an annual um, sticker pass mm-hmm. to uh, check them out anytime you want. <sighs> Everyone we're talking with ceremony. She she's the secretary for the state of Wisconsin for the uh, travel tour, travel industry, and it is just I, like I said. I this can turn into a three hour segment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we should have a conversation like over a campfire with um, maybe some hot cider. Oh, of point, course, does that sound fun? Some locally some locally made wink wink hot cider. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That would be delightful. There's so much to talk about. Yes. And, oh, and actually, I did want to give a plug yeah. um, to the Wisconsin Apple Growers Association. So, okay. speaking of cider, right, so not everyone's going to get a chance to necessarily pick their own apples this year, but there are some opportunities to take advantage of some of Wisconsin's best apples. And this um, nonprofit organization put together the Wisconsin Sampler Box that people can order. Um, it'll have um, apples from all sorts of participating orchards from around the state. And it'll be a selection of favorite heirloom apples that will ripen to perfection. It's a great opportunity to try different, you know, apple varieties mm-hmm. um, that don't necessarily make it to the grocery store. So yeah. it's kind of a cool way to, um, you know, experience fall in a bushel basket. And you can order that um, from the Wisconsin Apple Growers Association, which is wisconsinapplegrowers.org. Mm-hmm. You can learn about how to get that and have that delivered right to you on that website. Right. And, you know, once again, everybody, we've been talking with Sarah Meany. And, you know, the outdoor, yes, we love fishing and hunting and camping and hiking and all those things. But you know what? The outdoors is so much more. And there's, if you stop and, and just you know, feel the cool, crisp air. Look at the beautiful colors. You know, walk, listen to the ground snap underneath you. Uh, have a little bit of a hot, you know, cup of hot chocolate or something or wolf down a, a, a pumpkin donut. <laughs> and, and, uh, an apple cider donut. Yeah, an apple cider donut. You know, it's part of the, yeah, it's part of the outdoors that will touch your soul. And it really will, especially this time of the year. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the program. 
Thank you so much. It is always a pleasure, Chauncey. Thanks so much. Hope to see you here in Wisconsin sometime soon. You most definitely. Everybody, that's Sarah Meany from the Wisconsin Department of Tourism doing the TravelWisconsin.com. That's the important thing. She Don't forget. You can forget my name, but remember, TravelWisconsin.com. <laughs> Thanks, Chauncey. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Waterworks is proud to announce the 2021 line of Lund and Low boats, all powered by Mercury Motors, are coming in weekly. But many of these boats are pre-sold, and if you want to ensure that the boat of your dreams with a Mercury motor will be here when you want it, you need to act now with assembly plants building boats with mercury motors on back order and long delivery dates. You need to stop in at Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills or call them at 708-798-9700 and don't miss out on ordering the boat of your dreams from Waterworks. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation, all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting, all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester is the place for that true classic Chicago hot dog and the best Italian beef sandwich large enough to share. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester also has specialties like an Italian sausage and beef combo, gyros, pasta, Italian steak, eggplant, parmesan, ribs, salads, daily specials, and even the best flame-broiled hamburgers. Make Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester your favorite. It's ours. Jim Crowley from HookandHuntTV.com shows anglers and hunters how, when, and why to be a better angler and hunter. You will enjoy his approach to the outdoors that will help you be a better sportsman. Watch him on HookandHuntTV.com, online at Pride Outdoor Network, on Roku, and on Firestick TV. Own your own boat and want to make your next walleye trip to Port Clinton enjoyable? Then call Bay's Edge at 419-734-3016 and enjoy a beautiful townhouse with a full kitchen, sleeping for seven, spacious living quarters, a private deck on a huge pond full of the biggest fish you will ever see and catch, all catch and release. But you can also pull your own boat right next to the townhouse and recharge your batteries to be ready for that next day to catch that walleye of a lifetime. Once you stay at BaysEdge.com, you won't stay anywhere else. For more information, call 419-734-3016 or go to BaysEdge.com and be amazed of Lake Erie's best-kept secret, BaysEdge.com. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at ChaunceyMedia at AOL.com. <coughs> 
Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, 18660 South Cicero Avenue and Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Paul's Pizza in Westchester on 31st and Wolf Road. Diamond Ghost Charters at diamondghostcharters.com. HookandHuntTV.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the magazine for the knowledgeable sportsman. Ren Lake Area Tourism at VisitRenLake.com and EnjoyRenLake.com. BizBaits, the soft plastic baits made for the professional bass angler who want to catch more fish. You can get them at BizBaits.com. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Well, now take down your fishing pole and meet me at the fishing hole. We may not get a bite all day, but don't you rush away. What a great place to rest your bones and mighty fun. I'm listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoor on ESPN Radio AM 1000 in Chicago. Whether it's cool or what a spot for whistling light. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And uh, let's start out with the most important thing, as someone, my grandson would say. It's the Aiden Fishing Report. <laughs> you got to love this kid. Here we go. Papa. We all took a ride to look at fall colors and to see what the fishermen were getting this week. By our house, the Rogue River has coho and steelhead in the lower part of the river. The older fishermen were happy to see me, and they gave me some lures to use when I come out fishing next time. Those old guys are nice guys. (laughs) Those old guys are nice guys. (laughs) We looked at the Grand River near Grand Rapids and saw some people catching coho and steelhead. The steelhead were putting up big fights, not so much the coho. I did see a few Chinook on stringers that were caught by the 6th Street Dam, but those fish were really dark colored. Linda Sue's dad came over to Tome and told me that he was on Muskegon, uh, but the wind was messing things up for the boat people and people trying to fish the pier. Too big a waves. When they could get out, the pier anglers caught nothing. <laughs> then, then they then moved on Muskegon Lake and caught perch and bluegill along the weed lines. That's where I would have gone anyway. Bob's grandpa was teaching him to fly fish the Muskegon River. Uh, he said the water temperature was in the 60 degrees, so it was cool. But Bob caught a couple of nice brown trout he showed me pictures of. I think I would like to try fly fishing for brown trout. Can you get me some stuff, Papa? Roger and his parents were on White Lake, and they caught perch by the South Shore weed beds and did okay. With the fall colors and temperatures getting colder, I'm not sure how much more we're going to be able to go out fishing, but as long as I can get out with my sister and dad for a ride, we're going to keep checking things out. Love you, your favorite fishing son, Aiden. Gotta love that kid. Gotta love that kid. Okay, let's talk about some outdoor news. Uh, first of all, a number of uh, Illinois state parks, fish and wildlife areas, conservation areas, and recreational areas are going to be open to youth waterfowl hunting for the two- 2020 North Zone Youth Waterfowl Hunt, Central Zone, Southern S- Zone, the Central Zone Youth Waterfowl Hunt, and the South Zone. Whew. 
There are some federal sites, state sites, and all kinds of stuff. For more information about each one of these sites, it's best to go to the Illinois DNR website and type in Youth Waterfowl Hunt, and you'll get a full list of all kinds of different locations that they have from Banner Marsh, Black Crown Marsh, Clinton Lake, um, the Marshall State Fish and Wildlife Area, Spring Lake, Southern Illinois Youth uh, Waterfowl Hunt in Union County, and Horseshoe Lake State Fish and Wildlife Area. There's a lot of places for the youth to enjoy for the next couple of weeks to do some hunting, and actually into November for some of those locations. But this is the time of the year that it begins, and what can I say? Don't veer away from it. If a deer is in the road, don't try to go around it or take the shoulder of the road or anything like that. Uh, Mating season is coming up here. It's starting Deer activity, especially at dawn and dusk, is really high in October through December. There are some things you could do to be safer if you run across a deer uh, in the road or running across the road, etc. Always look around, especially if you see deer crossing signs that they're not there for decoration. Look for the deer. Uh, scan the sides of the roads for eyes that are shining. I keep my beams on a lot, and I'll drop them if a car's coming at me, but I turn those beams up, and if I see one deer... Trust me, there's more than one deer around him. Slow down is probably the most important thing you can do. If you slow down, I mean, you could drop it down to, you know, 20 miles an hour if you're not, not blocking traffic or something because those deer can just pop up out of nowhere. Uh, and they will just, they pop up to the point where they're unexpected and they're standing in front of you. Do not, if a collision is inevitable, try to glance your veal off the deer or avoid swerving into the opposite lanes of traffic. Duh, don't do that. Then you're coming into oncoming traffic. If you hit a deer, slowly apply your brakes, pull off to the side of the road, call 911, report the accident, let the authorities come out, check out you, check out the deer, check out the, if your vehicle is safe to be on the road. But please be very, very careful. The best thing you can do is slow down. If you see a deer, beep the horn, flash the lights. Roll your window down, yell at him, whatever. But don't swerve and into another lane or take the shoulder at a high speed. That's just because causing more problems. Uh, Illinois State uh, Fall Inland Trout Season is going to open up October 17th with more than 50 ponds and lakes and streams, uh, giving up some fish. Uh, remember the Cook County Forest Preserves. Keep an eye on Facebook slash Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Uh, we'll tell you if, uh, what day they're going to open up the lakes in the Cook County Forest Preserves, but you're going to have to monitor that and watch it. Uh, in the state of Wisconsin, they're putting GPS tags on the necks of trumpeter swans, so if you see those big, beautiful birds with a big thing around their necks, they're watching where they're going. They want to know where they're stopping, feeding, eating, taking a rest, uh, and that population seems to be growing every, every year. Let's talk about fishing, lakefront. While Keegan Winthrop harbored, Captain Tony on Diamond Ghost Charter, who still has his boat in the water, check him out at diamondghostcharters.com. He said the kings close to shore are on the dark side, but uh, he's picking up lake trout from 150 to 250 150 to 200 feet of water. Uh, smoke color flashers and spinning glows are good baits. The Kings in the Harbors, it's a low-light fishery in Waukegan and a few in Winthrop, but that's all with... Uh, you know, flashing lures or, or something that makes a noise. In Chicago, it's a lake trout fishery. Uh, if you're in a boat and you're in 100, 160 feet of water, you're picking up some pike and some other fish. Very few people are salmon uh, snagging in the lagoon in Lincoln Park right now, which is kind of a surprising thing because it's on the west side 
of Lakeshore Drive. Uh, there's only a few coho in the streams in northwest Indiana. Be careful of that. Lake Erie Fishing Report from our friends at Mark1Sportfishing.com and BaysEdge.com. That's the ta- townhouses uh, in Port Clinton. You will never stay anyplace else if you check this place out. Weather is holding a little light rain at the end of the weekend and good weather back on Monday and Tuesday. You need to be trolling 30 to 40 feet down with the Tommy Harris spoons. Uh, they're, they're working very well. Bright colors is what you want to go with. And if you find a ball of perch on your electronics, you'll see a hump and you'll see what you think is bait fish. Drop a spreader rig on the bottom with some minnows and you're going to be surprised at the action you're going to find. It's been very, very good. Cook County Forest Preserves, largemouth bass are working the weed edges uh, and as close as two feet from shore with the surface bait that makes noise. Uh, biz bait Ned Dizzy Rig or Large Golden Road, which has been working very well for me. Crappie numbers are up and bluegills are all over the place. Bullhead, Nightcrawler, and they are hungry. I mean, all day long I was catching. I was really surprised. And remember to watch, listen to us on Facebook slash Chauncey's Great Outdoors for the latest info on inland trout season and when they're going to open up the ponds and lakes. Ren Lake Report is sponsored by our friends at Ren Lake Area Tourism at enjoyrenlake.com. Water temperature needs to come down a little bit more so it hits in it at 60s, and it's got a ways to go, but when it does, the crappie are going to explode off the rocks and bridges, and that fall bite is going to be on. Right now, largemouth bass are doing very good near those rocks and bridges, and a lot of action is going there. On the Chain of Lakes, in, in what, oh, by the way, go to enjoyrenlake.com, enjoyrenlake.com, get all the information on lodging, the lake, ramps, and everything for you. Out on the Chain of Lakes, crappie are also moving in the channels, uh, up into that area, live bait is the best shot, few muskies, but no real size to them are being caught on suckers, white bass on spinners, uh, blade baits and crankbaits, yellow bass are best on worms, and catfish love the cut bait and stink bait this time of the year. Up in Lake Geneva, it's really a bluegill bite in about 8 to 16 feet of water. Pike have also been hitting good in the shallow waters, too, on a perch-colored crankbait. Or if you catch a perch, throw that out there. Oh, I'm starting to hear a flute go off. So if the flute is playing, that means we have to wind up our show for you. And as always, I like to leave you with a Native American proverb and this one comes from my friend Apensui Majawat. It says, give thanks for unknown blessings already on their way. Give thanks for unknown blessings already on their way. Oh, very, very true. And please remember, we do not own the rain, the wind, the storm, the fish we catch, the ducks and geese we're chasing, the deer the archers are getting. We really are borrowing at all from our children's children's children. We have to make sure that we leave an awful lot of it, if not more for them, than we had for us. We'll see you next week, right here on Chauncey's Great Outdoors.